Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazink Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. A farmer from Mydale is the final winner this spring in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Jordan Martinson says this past week's rainfall was extremely helpful for crop development. We're about uh, 3,500, acres, somewhere in there. So, Jordan, how is the seeding progress right now? It's been going really good. We got delayed last week for rain, but uh, we're three-quarters done, I think. What are you putting in? A little bit of everything. We've got some uh, peas in, some barley in, some spring wheat. We're going to be putting in canola, kind of uh, across the board, beans in, I guess, too. Was it pretty dry on your farm, and uh, how much moisture did you get? Uh, yeah, it was very dry. I was kind of wondering if you should be still putting anything in, but we ended up with over two inches, so that's a nice rain to have. Did you make any changes to your seeding plans at all? Uh, no, we kind of had our plan from the start and just were carrying through on it. And your reaction to the grain prices? Yeah, they're looking pretty good right now, so hopefully they can hang in there till the fall when the crop comes off. Any livestock at all? Yeah, we've had beef cows as well. How do pastures look? It uh, looked pretty poor there for a bit, but now with this rain, a little bit of heat following it, we'll uh, be jumping right up the grass. You'll be able to watch it grow, so it's looking a lot better now. When do you hope to wrap up seeding? I'd say another week. We got some seed or some feed crops to put in after after we get the grain side of things done, and another week should go hard on it. How do you approach the spring seeding season right now after some rain? Are you optimistic or pessimistic about the year? I think I'm pretty optimistic. I guess we've kind of been optimistic through it all. You just kind of do the best you can and hope it rains, and and that's all you can really do with it. What kind of impact has COVID had on your farm operation? Really nothing too much. I mean, with the farm, you kind of self-isolate all the time during your busy seasons and such. It's been harder on the small town communities and that type of thing, but parks would really be the only reason and going to town for that type of stuff is the only only real problem that we've had with it. Jordan Martinson of Mydale is today's final winner this spring in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Mydale is about 160 kilometers southeast of Regina. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and Co-op Hail Insurance. They've been there for farmers for over 75 years and they'll be there for you. Grain markets were on the rise again this past week. Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial Adam Piccalo says wheat gained 45 cents a bushel this week while canola was up about $18 per metric ton. 
Well, Jim, this week, starting off with July Minneapolis wheat, this week up approximately 45 cents a bushel. And on the canola front, November canola up approximately $18 a ton. So even though the July canola contract is still the front month, uh, most grain companies have now switched to using the November. So that's kind of the main contract that I've been watching now here. Yesterday was quite a strong day for all grain markets with November canola up about $27 a ton and Minneapolis wheat uh, up actually over 30 cents a bushel. So very strong day. And that could actually be attributed to more so on the corn market side of things. So there was some news that China was in the market for inquiring purchases of U.S. corn. So July corn actually went limit up 45 cents a bushel yesterday. So that really helped bring up uh, all the markets in general. Um, there is a bit of a hot and dry forecast for the next week in the Dakotas, which sparked kind of that upside breakout uh, on the December Minneapolis wheat futures and the other months as well, too. As well, you know, there are some other, I would say, more technical signs that wheat could be at a low here short term. However, there is a large global supply of wheat. So that is something I, I'm talking to clients about of possibly protecting on these types of rallies on the wheat prices. So demand and weather, can some concerns pushing up prices. Any idea how far it could go? On the Minneapolis wheat front here, we could easily see another you know, 20 to even 40 cents a bushel. $8 is kind of significant resistance or a ceiling on the July futures, which is still about 80 cents a bushel away. I'm not sure if we're getting back up to there unless, again, this weather persists or, you know, on the other outside market factors happen. So that's kind of on wheat. On canola, again, the trend is kind of staying positive somewhat. Uh, since the beginning of May, we have seen canola prices decline approximately $50 a ton. And, you know, there was, uh, again, some very good weather record acres going in on canola. But this last frost, I think, might have caused traders to step back uh, a little bit from the short side. And some of the other outside market forces like soybean oil and soybeans ha have turned a bit positive here recently, supporting canola maybe a little bit going forward. So the outlook next week and beyond? Well, looking for next week, I think this is, again, this is the time of year where traders are really watching the weather here. And if the weather persists, we could see Minneapolis wheat rally a little bit more here. Same with on the canola side of things. However, as everybody knows, markets can fall just as fast as they went up or even faster. So that's something I'm definitely keeping in mind for clients as the crop progresses. Adam Piccalo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial in Regina. Indeed. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. 
Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. It's time for a beef market update with Ann Wasco, the Gateway Livestock Exchange. And how are you on this Friday? I am super this afternoon. How's things over there? Hey, pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, good. let's talk about these cattle markets. Uh, what, what happened in the cash trade this week? Well, another week um, on both sides of the border that for the most part are give or take steady. Um, so in the U.S., 118 to 120 is going to cover a lot of the live trade this week. Uh, 187 to 191 draft. Uh, the storyline on the cutout continues. Uh, choice closing last night, uh, 3.30 U.S. Um, that's up six bucks from a week ago. Just continues to um, be a, make amazing progress. But again, high wholesale prices, high retail prices. You know, all of us are wondering once we get past this, you know, demand barbecue season, do things slow off? Uh, beef's pretty pricey at these levels. Um, just to, uh, to finish up on, on Western Canada and, and Eastern Canada, Alberta cash pretty much steady again. Dress prices this week, 273 to 275 delivered. And Ontario, they did gain a little bit of ground, so 255 to 260 in Ontario this week. So for, for the most part, some pretty solid markets, but that also means a very strong basis for Western Canada continues at that plus 19 mark. Alberta really stands out here is a, is a pretty shiny market compared to other places, all in context. Is this a bit of a leading indicator as we get through this slog of cattle, or is Alberta just in some sort of anomaly right now? Well, certainly a strong basis all this year has, has pointed towards, uh, you know, that whole supply demand piece. But I do think the currentness piece is a part of that for sure. Um, last week in Canada, our steer carcass weights uh, um, were 896. So that's uh, down 22 pounds from um, from a year ago. That's the first time we've dropped under a 900-pound uh, steer weight in this country since last July. Um, but it still is pointing to some heavy weights compared to, say, the five-year average. We're still 24 pounds over a five-year average for this point in time, and the U.S. is 35. So still lots of beef, but, but when you talk about a lady, leading indicator, I think, you know, that's one of the things we often watch is the, the trends in weights and finally cracking that number sure makes me look like we think that we've got some lighter weights ahead, and that's going to certainly help from a currentness supply perspective. So while the, the rest of North America is trying to catch up to Alberta when it comes to some of these prices, can, can Alberta hold at these levels? Like, is, it, is this the go forward for a period of time, or is this kind of a flash in the pan? Well, things are always uh, fluid in terms of our supply. So, for, so one of the other indicators we're going to be watching, for example, is cattle on feed reports. What are the placements doing? So, you know, U.S. just had their May 1 report last week, and, and here in Western Canada, we were the week prior. But bottom line is uh, the placements continue to be um, larger. Now, granted, we're comparing April's data to a COVID month last year. But even if you look at the first four months of 2021, um, Western Canada has placed 23% more cattle than 2020, and the U.S. has placed 13% more cattle. The <clears throat> U.S. has 4% more cattle on feed than a five-year average, and we've got 3%. So we're, I guess what I'm trying to say, Sean, is it doesn't look to me like we're going to you know, run out of cattle anytime soon. So being current, I think, is hugely important when you've got larger cattle on feed numbers ahead. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so, uh, and you already mentioned the choice number. You said three, did you say 330? 330. 
three thirty. I know these are numbers that we're not used to talking about because other than last spring, we'd never been in this area before. So I know every time I write it down, it's a, this is, um, it's okay. That's the choice cutout three thirty. Yes. At what point is that just too high of a number for the consumer? Oh, I think those are valid. Uh, I'm not wondering anymore. It's it's a matter of, you know, how long, uh, especially when we start to see everything, you know, once that pipeline's filled up for the, you know, the, the fill-in um, as restrictions left and all those kinds of pieces, you know, which are kind of, you know, a snapshot in time, I do think that these levels are, are pricey, you know, we'll have, you know, especially vis-a-vis other proteins. Now don't forget pork's been moving high as well. Yeah. So it's, it's all relative, but these are pricey levels. It is getting passed through to the consumer. So you do, that's certainly a concern point. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy with 30% chance of showers. Wind south 40, gusting to 60. The high today, 20 degrees, the low 6. Saturday, increasing cloudiness, 30% chance of showers in the afternoon. Wind west 20, increasing to 40, gusting to 60. The high tomorrow, 19, the low 6. Sunday, sunny, the high 21, the low 9. Monday, warmer, sunny with a high of 26 degrees, the low 12. Tuesday, sunny, the high 27, the low 12. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 29, the low 14. And Thursday, it's going to be even hotter. Partly cloudy with a high of 30 degrees. Normal high for this date, 21. The normal low is 7. The sun rose at 4.55 this morning. It sets at 8.56 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now is Outlook. In the central part of the province, well, between Regina and Saskatoon, 20 degrees. Uranium City, the cold spot up north at 8 degrees. Estevan is 15. Saskatoon, 19. Swift Current, 18. Weyburn, 15. Yorkton 17, partly cloudy in Regina, 14, that's 57 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south at 32, humidity is 59%, the barometer dropping 101.3. Partly cloudy, Moose Jaw, 15 degrees, winds are from the south at 30, gusting to 42. And once again, in Regina, with the sun just starting to poke out, it's partly cloudy, that's 14, 57 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bobeau is taking steps to reduce food waste in Canada. Bobeau recently announced new initiatives to cut the costly, multi-billion dollar waste of food across Canada. Well, it's the second call for proposal for the challenge. 
uh, around the uh, the technology because the first uh, call we launched a few months ago and and for which I recently announced the 24 semi-finalists uh, was for business models. But now this food the the second challenge is around technologies. So we are just opening up the challenge, uh, looking for applications, um, you know, from all across the country. And then the, the semi-finalists uh, will get financing to, um, to, to, pre- to build their prototype. And it goes, you know, step by step uh, with in book. So some, they, they get money at every stage they, they, they pass to develop further uh, their technology and uh, the idea at the end is, is really to give them the capacity to scale up and commercialize and have a significant impact on food waste reduction in the country. How big a problem is food waste in Canada? It is huge. We're talking about uh, a worth of food of $50 billion and it's all along the uh, the food supply chain from the farm to the table the big part, big chunk of it is around uh, processing and retail. Uh, so there's space for better technology and better business models uh, all along. And it uh, will have, obviously, a, a positive impact on, on our farmers, uh, but also on the environment, because food waste generate 8% of the gas uh, the, uh, THD emissions uh, worldwide. So this is uh, another good reason for which uh, we want to tackle food waste. We've had some good news uh, across much of the prairies. We've had rain, two inches of rain roughly, (laughs) or 50 millimeters. As the agriculture minister, your reaction? Oh, well, it's, uh, <laughs> we were waiting for that desperately, I would say, and I'm, I'm really glad that uh, rain came. It's a good news for, for farmers. Uh, I much prefer to talk about, you know, having rain than having to talk about uh, businesses management that we will have to look at because, I mean, our producers are not looking for, for financial support. They are looking for growing and raising their animals and, and doing good business. So when the nature is with us, it's the best news we can get. And also in Saskatchewan, we've talked, we, we've heard of major expansion in the canola production processing area. We've had plants announced in the last couple of weeks for two big plants for Regina. The plant in Yorkton is doubling, and we just had announced this week a new processing plant southeast of Regina, uh, about two-hour drive at Northgate. Uh, your thoughts on the ex- massive expansion of canola processing? Well, it's really interesting to see that the potential we saw in uh, clean in uh, in biofuel that can be produced, you know, with the with the Canadian grain. Uh, it really represents um, an opportunity for our grain producers, canola producers, and you know, while we are working on the Canadian fuel standard as well, this this will grow this opportunity. And seeing the private sector believing in it and investing in it, it's really great. Adding value to our uh, commodities is is great as well. I mean, it it creates job in the country, it creates growth. And when we export, uh, you know, when, once in it's processed in a way or another, it also lowers the, the, the eventual trading barriers that we may face. So the adding value within Canada to any of our commodities is always a good news. Marie-Claude Bebeau is the Federal Minister of Agriculture.
Farm. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. A farmer from Davidson issued a rain challenge in mid-May. Rob Stone promised to donate $1,000 to a charity if his farm got half an inch of rain by May 25th. Stone says many other farmers picked up the challenge, and charities across the prairies will benefit because of last week's widespread moisture. So I just wrote a little thing on social media, on Twitter, on the, on the 14th of May, and uh, just kind of thought it would be a fun thing for myself and a few other people just to kind of, I don't know, uh, try and try and do something fun about the fact that we weren't getting any rain. So I figured we'd, you know, kind of issue a challenge and see what, see what would come of it. And your challenge was? The challenge was if we were, if I was to receive a half inch of rain at my farm by May the 25th, I would donate $1,000 to a charity of my choice, and i challenge anybody who wanted to come along with me on the challenge to do the same. And what happened? Well, the outcome was pretty much almost like the, almost like you could write a movie off of it. You know, the, the rain, the, the snow came and the rain came, and we got to square up on our challenge, so it worked out very well. We received about four-tenths of moisture out of the snow that came last Thursday, and then we got about 33 millimeters out of the, the liquid type of stuff over the, over the past few days when that system came through. So it was, it was quite magical because certainly before that, we were more than just a touch dry. What charity did you give your $1,000 to? I, I chose the Saskatchewan 4-H Council. I was involved with 4-H for quite a number of years when I was younger. And uh, I think it's a great, great youth program. So that's that's where I sent my sent my challenge. And in light of uh, I guess some some recent things, I decided to give another five hundred dollars to Ag in the Classroom. Any idea how many farmers took up your challenge and are donating money to charity? I'm really trying to figure that out right now. In fact, I just put a poll on Twitter today to just get anybody that has kind of taken the challenge and and followed through with it to uh, to indicate that they've that they've participated because I'm good on ideas and kind of weak on uh, metrics. So it's, it's quite a few people, uh, quite a lot of interest and quite a lot of uh, money has been raised for some really important charities in Saskatchewan. And I think possibly across the prairies. Yeah, I've heard there've been quite a few, any, any rough number you can give me at this stage? I would, uh, I, I would be wrong if I gave you one, but I know that we can easily talk tens of thousands of dollars raised. Well, that's good news. A lot of charities will be most grateful for your desire to get rain, and you got it in time. Absolutely. You know, it's it's just something to kind of distract or direct somebody's attention from the fact that it's always five to seven days to rain in the in the long term forecast. So, thought I'd maybe put put some sort of a different timeline and a spin on it, and uh, really didn't ex- expect this type of exposure. But certainly, it's great to, to show off the generosity of, of prairie people and people involved in agriculture. Well, Rob, you know, I've talked with a farmer even in Alberta, and he got two inches of rain on his farm, so it's been pretty widespread. Absolutely. The rain's been a, been a real blessing uh, right across a lot, large, large area. We were definitely dealing with some germination concerns before that. Rob Stone is a farmer at Davidson, about 145 kilometers northwest of Regina. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. 
Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Canola fell 240 at 685.77. Number one red spring wheat rose 89 cents at 299.59. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $290.27. Feed barley, 282.68. Flax, 712.63. Lentils, $770.50. Oats, 209.53. Yellow peas, 374.52. Feed wheat, 238.84. The Minneapolis spring wheat July futures are up 12 cents at 7.29 and a quarter cent a bushel. Um. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moosha. 250 on offer at our Tuesday regular sale, consisting almost all of cows. These top-end, big, strong cows. They were barely steady this week. 96 to a dollar for sales to a buck eleven. Medium hay-fed cows. They were a little stronger. It looked like they were 86 to 99. Very few yearlings on offer here for the week. Regular sales of cows, bulls, and yearlings are for the summer months are every Tuesday. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,300 hogs Thursday, selling a range of 235 to 253 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,200 head, selling a range of 235 to 259 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, May 29th are Holy West 2020 contract, 242.30, Holy West 2021 contract, 245.40, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 233.70, Hems Cash, 231.70, Thunder Creek Brickle, 232.32, and High Life Cash, 249.54 dollars per CKG. Hems Cash hog price today is mixed and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar is up 25 basis points with a daily exchange rate at 1.2073. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 82.72 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash markets are mixed on the last trading day of the week. The negotiated Western Corn Belt region continues to trend lower, while the national-based formula regions continue to move incrementally higher. The daily value of the cutout is presently at $126.37 a hundredweight, and only $9.74 lower than the weekly high that was reached in July of 2014. Lean hog futures gapped higher at the open, and the July contract lock limit up in the early morning session. While the technical picture indicates an overbought condition, and the fundamentals remain relatively unchanged, there is talk futures are still a bit underpriced at these levels. Strong demand from all channels continues to be a feature of the market, and combined with a tight supply situation that could persist into 2022, futures continue to be optimistic. And coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cooper, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. And SMHI, farmers get your hail insurance coverage with Municipal Hail at an RM office or direct online. Farmers insuring farmers, municipalhail.ca. Economic Development Regina has formally submitted its proposal to make Regina home to the new Canada Water Agency. Mayor Sandra Masters says Regina has a compelling story with support from all over the province. 
The spring's federal budget included a commitment to develop the Canada Water Agency to ensure Canada's water resources remain safe, clean and well managed. There's also support from the Filehills Capel Tribal Council and Regina's bid focuses on support for the federal issues of the environment, Indigenous people and the economy. Regina has a long tradition of water stewardship including the PFRA. A strong academic foundation in water stewardship at the U of R, U of S, and First Nations University. There are reports suggesting BHP Billiton is speaking with Nutrien about a potential partnership in the Janssen potash mine. According to some familiar with the matter, several options are being discussed, with one of them seeing Nutrien operate the facility and sell the potash through its existing channels. The Janssen mine has been one that BHP has struggled with for years. They have spent over $4.5 billion on the project, but the company has not yet approved construction and has faced shareholder opposition. A final decision on the mine's future is expected soon from the company. On the markets, the TSX is up 121 points at 19,895. The Dow has gained 121 points at 34,586. Oil is up 12 cents at 66.97 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is down 13 one-hundredths of a cent at 82.73 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good... You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.